0: Terry you today
1: is the second episode of the Springs and thread podcast uh, before we dive into it I just want to let you know there is one more week to sign up for the Timex contest. Rules are very simple. There is a Timex post on the Springs and Thread Instagram. You simply have to like the photo and comment on what you wanna see more of in there. So if we roll into this uh, second episode, the first thing I wanna talk about is what's on the wrist. So Darius, what are you wearing tonight?
0: I am wearing my very much beloved Audemars Piguet Royal Oak Chronograph with the white dial.
1: Would you call that a reverse panda or is that a normal panda? Oh, this is a panda.
0: So it's a white a white dial with black sub dials. And if listeners, if you ever get the chance to see, feel, handle Audemars Piguet, do it. Um, it's incredible.
1: I will have to say the first time that I met up with Darius and, and he actually let me hold it and even put it on, the finishing on those pieces are amazing, especially on the case and on the bracelet. It is the way it bounces off the light, and we had some pretty good lighting uh, where we were. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece. So yes, if you have a chance, please, (laughs) you know, one day, whether it's a friend or a coworker or something like that, you need to experience it in person because photos do not do that piece and other AP pieces uh, justice. And for you, on your wrist? I'm wearing my very trusted um, Explorer uh, reference 214270. Uh, for those that are listening and that are kind of into watches, that is the Mark II of the Modern Explorer. And uh, it's called Mark II because the first time they released a 39 millimeter version the hands. I think they just borrowed it from their 36 So a previous version and they just looked very short and it did not look great. So they upgraded um, The hands uh, on this mark II as well They uh, added some bloom to the 369
0: and it's the one that a lot of people will say is your daily beating. in the Explorer vintages and modern that's the daily beater one that you could do
1: yeah funny enough after that podcast the first one last week I started wearing my 58 through the entire Monday to Friday like the whole work week for some reason I just I just wore it I did not take it off it's easy to wear it is easy to wear I got some pretty good photos not gonna lie that that one did really well on Instagram on on that analytics so thank you everyone for for uh, (laughs) liking that photo and sharing that uh so let's dive into it uh for those listening in the Watch community, a lot happened this week. And a lot of a new lot, releases a lot. Uh, from our favorite brands and notable brands as well. Uh, I'm going to let Darius take the lead on this. What dropped this week? Okay,
0: so um, we're not going to go through everything because there's a lot. But two that I think are really interesting. And one, and I'm going to talk about this series. It's a Longan Zun, So they did the 1815 in Honey Gold. So Honey Gold for A LANG is pretty uncommon. They usually reserve that for special releases. So these were a special release. So they did a set of three. There is a 1815, just time only, with a white dial in Honey Gold. They did a 1815 RATRAPONTE, which is a split-second chronograph in A LANG YUN speak. And then they did a 1815 again, Turbograph. Perpetual. No. What is a turbograph? It's more a long and zone. So apparently they love mashing words together. Say so they did a turbion, um, chronograph. So the split second chrono perpetual calendar, and it's a turbion, which is amazing. Um, I believe these are celebrating a anniversary of reading one sixty five years of. Lange. So there we go. Very beautiful. They do like a super warm yellow-gold.
1: How many pieces um, are these uh, Are these watches limited to? 100
0: pieces worldwide. So that's really limited. Most of them I believe would probably go to Asia.
1: The plant sort of complication is crazy. It's insane. It's very fun to watch. Uh, I can't really... I, I... I can't really explain how it goes, but I've seen some videos on YouTube of other watches having that complication. And it, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Same thing with any of those uh, alarm um, watches as well. When you hear just, you would never expect a watch or something mechanical to produce something like that. So,
0: Have you ever gotten hands-on with either an alarm clock or a, or a split
1: chrono? Uh, split chrono, I believe I have. I tried it on at Rafi's. I, for, I really forgot which... Um, which brand it was, but it, it was in the early stages of shopping around. I knew nothing about uh watches at that time, didn't know there was a difference with chronographs, column wheels, split, you know, all that stuff. So I just put one on and I played around with it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then the AD, like the salesperson helping me, was like, oh, this is how you work it. I'm just like, what the heck? Because I was so used to You're things. Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I was just so used to things being like time at that point. It was just like, use a minute, use a second, use your you know our hand yeah
0: so listeners who don't know what a split chrono is basically um a chronograph you can it's like a stopwatch um a split chrono you can actually it has two chronograph hands that run at the same time and you can stop one and have the other one keep going in effect having split time so say like you're in a car race and you can see how far someone is behind you or how long it's been since the other releases that came out very polarizing for people who are fans of the brand the automars piguet code 1159 (laughs) self-winding flying tourbillon chronograph
1: did they both launch at the same day i forgot
0: um no this is actually just one piece it's the flying tourbillon chronograph and it's self-winding which is pretty crazy like that's that's amazing
1: i think this is where it's really different that we we spoke about this last, last podcast of, you know, your phone being able to tell the time. And yeah, your phone can do this, you know, stopwatch function. But when you get pieces like this in hand and you get to feel it and play around with it, it's it might solidify why you might want to buy a watch.
0: It's just cool. Like, you just see it and you're like,
1: wow. Wow. Especially like if you see a tourbillon in person and you just see and it's, uh, you know, open heart and they showcase it, you're just like, holy crap when you don't know anything about watches you're like wow that's that, cool That's it like just looks cool yeah beating heart of it and then you come to find out it's a unnecessary thing derived from a wall clock or like yeah. a, an actual stand clock it's incredible watch. no i love it though i love it
0: i don't think i'm ever gonna have a hands-on with this one i have been fortunate enough to hands on the uh, ap tourbillon chronograph um quite a lot it's really really cool i i recommend anyone if you get to see a tourbillon and like play around with it, um, very very cool. We might come back to this release. We might come back yeah, to this one. Um, I think we'll have to. We'll have to. Another one, which is like absolutely ridiculous, is the Richard Mill polarizing brand as it stands. Um, seventy two oh
1: one. For those that don't know, or let's say you're you're big into hip hop, um, a lot of hip hop artists are endorsing and they're wearing Richard Mill. Um, you'll see it on the on wrists like Drake. Yeah. I believe he he is an avid fan of them. Uh, Jay Z also sporting He's a huge those. fan of them.
0: Yeah. Um. If you if you have listened to Meek Mill and Drake that song together, I forgot what it's called, but there's a line in there where it says, "Richard Milley costs a Lambo." Not an exaggeration. They do cost a Lambo. Or if you listen to Lil Wayne. Bing James. I was just listening to that today, so that's why it's off. I can remember that. But one of the openings is Richard Mill, Rose Gold Richard Mill playing Jane. But yeah, so Richard Mill 7201 Chronograph. It is officially their first in-house chronograph flyback chronograph, which is surprising to a lot of people because, you know, you expect at this price point that they're gonna have an in-house, but they never had an in-house. Two big releases, um, why I say big for these two brands is because these two brands rely pretty heavily on their flagship models. So AP with the Royal Oak family and Royal Oak Offshore to a lesser extent, and Richard Mill with the Eleven family. So
1: I, I kind of want to touch on this before we go further. Richard Mille. What's the appeal? What makes them different than other watchmakers? What makes them so polarizing, too? And we can get more in depth, but let, let's kind of guide the listeners and kind of say why we said it was polarizing to begin with.
0: Yes, so Richard Mill, um, if, you, if you could do a quick Google search, they look like nothing else on the market of watches. Literally nothing looks like them, which is one great aspect of them, why people are so attracted, because nothing looks like it. And if you're in the know, then you're in the know. And what makes it so polarizing is not the looks. It's not the looks because people, you can say that the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. What makes it super polarizing is the accompanying price tag for Richard Mill. So for the price tag of a Richard Mill entry level, so you get the hours and minutes, maybe the date. You could probably get that AP tourbillon is what you could get for that money. So it becomes the the argument of why am I spending likely, well, not likely, in absolutely in excess of one hundred thousand dollars American for the time and hours and minutes. That's it, and no no fluff. Part of the appeal is just because of that, because yeah, you could get a turbion, but the dude wearing the Richard Mill didn't because why why not? <laughs> um, he just didn't want to. It harkens back to why Audemars did Royal Oak in steel. It's expensive because it's just a giant middle finger, you know? Um, That's exactly what it is. And you either love it or hate it. So, because of that, Richmond gets a lot of criticism, some warranted, some unwarranted.
1: We're going to do an episode, and I guarantee you, listeners, we're going to do an episode on the um, Audemars Piguet Royal Oak. And why it was such a shock to the watch industry that a stainless steel watch would be priced at that price point. Oh yeah. And basically, who the heck would buy something like that? It, 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 right now, we might look back, like we look at the brand, and it's it's amazing. We love that watch. But when it first came out, the general population they were confused. They were. Really they did confused. not like it. No, they did not. Now
0: you can't get your hands on one.
1: Yeah. Now you want it, and now you can't get your hands on one.
0: But yeah, those were the leases that came out. Um, I think the topic for those, the topic of discussion for those two is how difficult it is for a brand that has relied so heavily on their flagship models to branch themselves away from it
1: like taking the Especially same DNA Audemars. and trying yeah. to like modernize it because or exactly. if you don't yeah you're selling the same stuff but you're not really doing anything new and then in the watch world do you have to do something new to make people you know pay attention exactly
0: so for automars it's very difficult for them i believe um they do make currently a wide range of watches that unfortunately are not very well talked about so of course they make the royal oak the whole family they make the royal oak offshore which is a separate family they make royal oak concept my favorite a lot of royal oak right amazing watches i love the concept but then they also make um millinery they make Jules Audemars, right those are the round watches the the ones that you don't see a lot of people you know quote-unquote flex Yeah, flex or even
1: even talk about too
0: exactly Yeah. Where, it, where they're amazing pieces um don't get me wrong they're amazing Jules Audemars they made a supersonary of that and it's like the most low-key thing ever time only until you see the lever on the side that's like oh yeah this is an alarm by the way and then for Richard Mill they have so much penchant for the chronograph functions and their complicated watches so their Royal Oak has become sort of several models but it's still the same idea where anyone who is vaguely interested in richard mill would want to get on richard mill rm 11 rm 55 rm 30 like any of those or even i forget the one for the skull but the skull turbion, which is unavailable but you know, the things that people just want and how do they separate themselves away from everyone wanting 11, 55, 30, 3502. And how do you separate Audemars from everyone wanting um, self-winding mm-hmm. um, Royal Oak? How do you separate everyone from Rolex wanting steel sports models, right? Yeah. <laughs> everyone has these flagship models that are great and they're beautiful watches. But when your brand becomes so intertwined with them, it's hard for you as a brand to cater to everyone who wants those pieces
1: for sure, I think uh t- you brought up Rolex because they were so well known f- for the submariners and so well known for the date just, especially in the eighties into the nineties when they first came out with the yacht master, it sunk it sunk it, so hard. no one wanted that no one wanted that yacht master, and it didn't make sense, and the price point didn't make sense and i think it was good that i don't know if they pulled the plug on it or not but i think it, it might have gone out of production for a little bit and then they kind of went back to it because it just didn't make sense and everyone just knew that brand for two watches and and now it's good because it's almost like your next level up from a submariner some could say or it's like hey instead of a submariner or oh, i have a submariner i have a sea dweller i want to get a yacht master now just cuz exactly. i can that's like one of it's become one of those watches just cuz i can i will get an everose yacht master in my collection or yacht master 2 which is crazy
0: and then you had a uh, you had a release that you're really interested in
1: yeah um i'm going to dive into that but before i do we were talking about this just to let everyone know Hodenki shared a new image of the iwc portugaiser and I looked in the comments, I even looked at the images, and I thought that the left lugs were significantly shorter than the right lugs. But I had the conversation with Darius, and he pointed out, it's not the lug, it's actually the render. It's just a shadow. And I think when they took out, you know, the background, you know, turned the JPEG to a PNG, then they might have left something out. And that's why it looks, they look like extended lugs. Uh, but the release that Darius talk, is talking about would be Swatch and Swatch Group, for those that don't know, um, they are probably the first quote-unquote disposable uh, watch brand. And you know, it, it was the ethos was it was to build a watch that was accessible, um, you know, price was very competitive and you didn't have to care about it and it could be replaced with no worries. And this week they uh, released the 1983 uh, collection and they called it Bio Reloaded. Why it's exciting is because, similar to fashion, when you're seeing this trend about sustainability and you know upcycling and you know really caring for the environment and being conscious of it in production, that's what Swatch is doing. And with this Bio Reloaded, they are using you know sustainable materials and environmentally friendly materials to craft uh, the watches out of. Majority of the watches in this lineup are quartz driven. They are not using the System 51 um, automatic movement, but this is just a really great collection. Um, And I love to see Um, how Swatch has maintained its fun aesthetic. And I think at the price point of just a few hundred dollars or some of their other timepieces that might be $80, it's really accessible. Oh, I love Swatch. You know, my approach is always, I'm not going to take this too seriously. It's really a watch that I can have fun with. Um, I could just, you know, go out for coffee or it just goes with an outfit. That's really a watch that you want to get into versus, and I'm I'm not trying to slam them, um, but a a Daniel Wellington, anything like that, a fashion watch like movement putting your money towards a swatch is a lot better yeah i think
0: i think not to off track too much but just a quick quote or a quick uh out is that swatch is never ever ever trying to be or trying to represent themselves to be anything other than a quick disposable maybe not disposable but it's that wrong word but a quick no fuss replaceable, replaceable no fuss watch they don't try to be anything else they don't want to sell you on we are a family-run business with a hundred years in the game like no they're just like we're swatch and we sell these watches and they are these designs do you like them or no
1: (laughs) yeah i agree you know
0: a lot of other brands do want to be like oh you know we're cutting out the middle man swatch is like not here it is
1: yeah here it is it's it's everything is production line everything is assembly it's this is how it's made this is the outcome it's there's a lot of plastic here you go uh and with all these brands that are doing drop shipping it's like they try to sell you on this faux heritage exactly it's, try to sell you on this faux professionalism and faux you know quality uh, where you get some of these pieces in hand um and when you're really into the game you'll see that you know the indices are not aligned properly even with the quartz movements they don't hit the indices, in seconds yeah. markers. It, that that really bugs me, and I know that Seiko has their issues with that as well, but it really bugs me when a quartz movement does not line up that way. Uh, it's unacceptable, especially the price you pay in Canadian dollars, 250 Canadian dollars for a DW. I always say, go with a Swatch, go with a Hamilton—I'm sorry, not a Hamilton, a Timex, right— you will, have, you will enjoy your timepiece a little more and then just start saving up for that next level, whether it be an Oris, whether it be a Rolex, whether it be a Tudor, and you'll be a lot more happy with your Exactly, vision. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, just a, a fun little backstory on Swatch. This might explain this itch and this drive and this passion of mine. Uh, most recently, about, I believe, two years ago, my dad actually told me. What he would do is, number one, he used to line up Um, at the swatch store and then he would buy these pieces and I guess back in those days in the 80s that it was at its height so he would buy these and he would start flipping them right very entrepreneurial that way Uh, when I heard it I'm I'm just like wow maybe that's where I get this itch from Um, and then what he ended up doing is because he had work is okay well I don't have time to go out and, and line up and this is funny because this is kind of like the sneaker culture. He actually yeah, started paying people.
0: Your dad, your dad was the OG sneaker hustler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a, like a, exactly, like a sneaker hustler. He would pay people to line up at you know the launches. And then from there, he'd give them their share. He'd get the watch, flip it for a profit, and that's what he did. And I'm just like, holy crap. Like, number one, I never thought watch was that big. Uh, and that desirable and number two I I love that there's such an entrepreneurial spirit uh, within the family and I think that might explain why and I'm not a dealer but that might explain why I have this itch to number one uh, do better in life and be more entrepreneurial and number two enjoy this passion
0: oh yeah oh yeah you know what your dad was what? what? Your, your dad wasn't StockX, it so was SwatchX.
1: Oh, SwatchX, yeah. <laughs> there That's you go. That's a good go. way to put it. Yeah. And for those listening, uh, and I, he actually he found the link to this as well. He owns uh, Oyster Perpetual Salmon yeah. Dial 369.
0: Oh, Salmon Dial. Yeah. It's an OG man. See? I, SwatchX. SwatchX got him that Salmon Dial.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slowly he, he got there. He got there. Uh, but yeah, like for me, that was the most important. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say important actually. I think that was the most fun re- uh, release of this week. Uh, we saw a lot of you know serious things ever since yeah, the Rolex, super update. serious ones. And and I love that Darius is covering this, but I kind of want to you know chill out and just bring to you guys that you might not be able to to throw down on a timepiece like that. Fun watches are out there. And oh yeah. If you look into Swatch, um, you can have a lot of fun in their catalog. You can find a watch that is for you. Uh, and again. I chose Timex because of that. There's a lot of versatility. There are field watches. There are "quote unquote" formal watches. It's just there's something for everyone, and you don't have to break the bank.
0: It's still respectable, and it's not. No one, no one who's a real enthusiast in my eyes would ever look down. And it's like, oh, you're just wearing a Timex, or you're just wearing a Swatch. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I wouldn't for sure. Not.
0: What if the guy wearing the Swatch has? A turb at home, you don't know that.
1: You bring up a good point because I remember watching Talking Watches with Alton Brown, and he is a Food Network chef and a Food Network personality. And he says every time, well, I I don't want to misquote him, but he said something along the lines of when he sees, uh, when he meets someone and he he looks down at their wrist, if he sees it ticking, then there's kind of a bias of like, oh, that's the kind of person you are. But I think if you're a true enthusiast, you'll look back like, hey, you're, you're wearing a watch number one exactly that's the
0: most important thing exactly that's the most important thing you're wearing a watch
1: but you see i th- i think with um things like that with Hodinki and these celebrities sometimes and the food personalities what if they create too much bias and oh yeah I'm of. yeah
0: it, get, it becomes sort of like an echo chamber even going back to Swatch and hodinky, you know the H- hodinky swatches All that right. come out and sell out right yeah they have yeah. this effect of having like Getting a product which is supposedly, supposedly, supposedly easy to access and becomes inaccessible. You know,
1: why does that sound so much like what's happening with SB Dunks right now?
0: Oh my god, SB Dunks. <laughs> you know why? Okay, we wanted to talk about this topic. This perfect transition. It's about celebrity power in things, just like stuff. And oh my, I wanted, I wanted to talk about this for the longest time and bring it up to somebody, but. You know how a lot of people, and you see it on the internet all the time, going like, oh, you know why the Holy Trinity is the Holy Trinity? Because those like hip-hop artists and like rappers and like, quote-unquote not the right class of people um, in this hoity-toity ivory tower of high watchmaking who consume these brands, they say, like, oh yeah, they're not mentioned. They're more low-key about all these things. Everyone's making a face, and it, it, it that face goes questionable, especially in the, like the modern era. Questionable, yeah. um, very
1: questionable.
0: So in the past, you know, you you got people like talking about like rapping about the rollies or the Rolexes, but now, now everyone's onto AP, right? Everyone's on the AP. Everyone's want to bust down AP. You know the, the song by the late Pop Smoke, "Iced Out Auto Mars." That's the title of the song, right? And then you have Drake talking about Virgil's paddock, making him go crazy, right? Right? So there you go. You got two out of three. Rick Ross has talked about Vacheron before in his songs.
1: Oh, has he? Whoa. He has.
0: He's talked Whoa. about Vacheron. I'm Sorry, sure I can find can, it, can it somewhere. You
1: intrigued. Right? Rick Ross has spoken about Vacheron Constantin.
0: Wow. Yeah. And he's like, he's a huge, he's a huge guy about Vacheron. He loves it.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's surprising. We're going to get someone talking about IWC soon.
1: Patek, too. A lot of rappers will talk about the Patek or Patek as they Patek, would uh, rap it Patek. Yeah.
0: So no one is safe from this. And because of these celebrity, not endorsements, but just them talking about it, wearing it, showing it off, it elevates these brands and gets so much more attention to them. It's like the SBs that you were just talking about. No one was onto SBs. No. And then Travis wore SBs. Yeah. And now everyone's on SBs.
1: And then the Kardashian family wore SBs. And they're they're getting a lot of, you know, really great, you know, old SB stuff. And then the, you know, OG SB heads are then saying like, hey, why are you wearing those? This is like, oh, you don't belong to the culture and all that stuff. I mean, celebrities really make such a big difference um, in the branding. And I, I would never expect SBs to sell out. I would even never expect some of the... uh the other nike you know shoes i was going to say nike watches oh my gosh nike shoes to like sell out that way but it's really because of all the celebrity influence once you see people on the court and i have to say for watches and sneakers i think the whole nba tunnel thing like the whole runway oh yeah that oh, yeah. Has, has such an influence on consumers
0: when lebron started wearing tom brown onto the runway oh. tom brown became a thing yeah out of nowhere also, unknown fact, not a lot of people know this. LeBron's legitimately an AP ambassador.
1: Oh. What? There's Since a LeBron
0: what? edition Royal Oak Offshore.
1: I've never seen this.
0: Yeah. I've yeah.
1: never heard of it.
0: Right? Like, good job, LeBron.
1: <laughs> that is crazy. No, seriously. Good job, LeBron James, for, for working so hard and getting this. deal with with ap nike is one thing into the sports um world and industry and it's great it's a renowned brand but once you step out of sports
0: yeah getting to somewhere that's like not even related like barely related
1: it is barely related
0: but he did it so did serena williams
1: wow congratulations
0: yeah i think it's so cool that ap is willing to do that um they do have somewhat a sporting history but i think it's really really cool and now about the celebrity effect mm-hmm. of things right that affect people that buy things um mcdonald's is with travis scott you can you can get yourself a travi patty
1: i i saw some videos on instagram i saw people selling it on stock x my mind blew what is and so I've, special about i've seen this it on travi- grailed yeah
0: it's not actually called a travi patty but i'm calling it a travi patty
1: so what is the travis scott meal like why why is it so special i, I have I no saw... idea Oh, I know it came
0: idea. with um, They have Travis Scott uniforms for McDonald's.
1: Okay, yes. Okay, so about you know that too.
0: You know about in like 3 weeks there's going to be some Travis Scott uniforms on Grailed and StockX. That's going to happen.
1: Here's here's my thing. Here's where I put my fashion hat on and working in the industry. Um I looked at it and that, that's the only thing I looked at in terms of the Travis Scott McDonald's collection. There are a lot of skews and there's a lot of merchandise being um made just for this. So a lot of the things are being shipped out um, three, four weeks later, 12 weeks later. And what they're, what's good is they're taking pre-orders and they're gonna minimize the wastage. If you go through a traditional process in um, garment manufacturing, most of the times, the Travis PR team might just, you know, give him a, cut him a PO of 5,000 units. And if they don't sell 5,000, then it all gets gifted or it gets burned away. That is the reality of fashion. The thing I don't love and the thing I kind of worry about, um, being someone that works with a manufacturer that is made in Canada, is where are these garments being made and what are the effects of, you know, the pre-order and this program on those workers? Uh, and oh, yeah. And that's a big... Discussion yeah. in terms—we're not gonna get into this. I know we're supposed to be talking about the whole celebrity thing, but uh, it is a big concern. Uh, I, that's something I really want to address, which is this whole offshore manufacturing—the pros and cons—and then domestic manufacturing pros and cons too. And what you'll see more of as garment and textiles moves away from Asia—where are they going next? But in terms of that collection, yeah, pretty cool. I love that they're taking pre-orders. But it's just, you got to be worried about where these clothes are coming from. Back to the actual influence, though. It's crazy, because I saw some people on, like, uh, Hypebeast or, like, some other forums, they're saying, no way I'm paying $100 to have McDonald's on my ass.
0: Someone's going to pay $100 to have that. Someone's going to pay $200 to have that. For sure.
1: And that reminds me of the whole, I think Vetements did a collaboration with DHL. Yeah, they did. Right? It's... Really, this celebrity influence thing is pretty crazy. We live in a day right now where it's all about influencers and tastemakers. They dictate what you wear. They dictate what you want to buy. And there are some pretty harmful effects to that um, in, in terms of consumerism. But I also think that it's great because now you see live lookbooks oh, yeah. on, on Instagram.
0: Yeah, you can see everything all the time. What's, what's the silliest thing that you've purchased because of this
1: effect? what's the like it in terms of hype?
0: Yeah, just like when the hype you get into the hype and it gets to you.
1: Oh, like, I the am, silliest thing. Look, I'm pretty conscious um of these effects. But I will have to say my most recent pickup was probably a, a big mess-up, <laughs> and this was because of the hype. I thought it was hype, but apparently these are just sitting in the, in the bricks, uh, and it was the Jordan 3 Retros uh, SE denim. denim. I thought those were fire. Threes. Yeah, Uh Yeah. Denim 3s. I thought they were fire. They had the translucent, you know, tag at the back with the Jumpman and Nike Air. I was like, holy crap, yo, Jordan 3s, oh, this is amazing. I love denim. I'm a huge denim fan. That was gonna be amazing. I looked on some forums and like people were like pretty hype for them, and that got me hype. And I got them. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty sick." I go back on the forums and just like, "Yo, these are trash." I'm like, "Ah, okay. uh,
0: now I feel like trash."
1: Now, now I gotta feel like trash. <laughs> so that's when I fell victim to to the hype, really. Yeah, uh, I have a yourself? pretty good
0: story about falling victim. Okay, I just looked back. Edward probably saw that. I have a menu of what I bought. Let, let me grab it to show you just so just so he can see all right
1: do you remember these hold on what are these oh the all oh, life of pablo no yep. yeah so life
0: of pablo came and the pop-up store came and what happened for those who don't remember i remember very well um he teased the release of life of pablo and he being Kanye West, Mr. West.
1: Shout out Virgil Abloh.
0: Shout out Virgil Abloh. Um, What happened was, people started seeing these stores, empty storefronts, in their cities that were slated to be part of the tour, getting painted fully black, or fully red. Like, completely one color. And people started taking notice, like, hey, someone's doing something. And it, it came out that those were the Life of Pablo... Tour merchandise stores,
1: Ooh, and yeah. then
0: those stores would only open when the tour was there.
1: Uh huh.
0: What people found out when one or two of these cities got the tour, each city had a different um, lineup of products. Uh-huh. So I was a young, a young Yeezy fan. You know, haven't owned a pair of Yeezys then. I've owned since, but
1: wow. since since this regrettable purchase,
0: I still I still bought easy stuff, you know. Okay. Um, whatever. Um, very comfortable shoes, <laughs> but for this release, I was I think fifth in line for the uh, opening of the pop up
1: store. When did you line up? What time?
0: So I lined up. Actually, I to tell you the store opened eleven a.m. I lined up twelve p.m. or twelve a.m. the night before.
1: Was it summer? Was it? I mean, we live in Ontario, so yeah, this, 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 was this was summer. Pretty cold. Um,
0: okay. It was summertime. It's okay, so it wasn't bad. It rained through the entire night. Oh, jeez. So i i I was intelligent. I had I had my camping chair. I was ready. I had my umbrella. My friend who was with me did not bring a camping chair or an umbrella. He had a bad day. And, and I bought, I mean, the menu tells me what I got. A t- two t-shirts and two jackets. These were Gildan t-shirts. The jackets oh, were like...
1: Independent clothing?
0: I think it was independent. I don't have it anymore. I sold it off. But these t-shirts, 130 bucks each.
1: 130 bucks for a Gildan.
0: Two long, two hoodies. And then each of the bombers, 3.45.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Man, the store opened at 11. By the time I got out of the store and bought stuff, it's 3 o'clock. What? How? So apparently people were lining up so early from the day before. They got wristbands and they could come back later when the store opened and oh. they could just go in front of the line. Victim of the hype
1: oh my god you know I, I wouldn't blame you kanye west was really
0: the kanye know, effect remember when that was a thing time.
1: he was at his prime at the time of life of pablo um creatively with music and then getting virgil on board i don't blame you for falling into that hype I really man
0: know. remember when kanye could make anything sell out oh hell yeah he could put on um the shades remember those shades the, the Shutter Shades, Yeah, those became a thing. Red Shoes became a thing. Um, Wax Denim became a thing. Visvum Sleekers became a thing. Balenciaga Arenas became a thing.
1: Yep, all thanks to him. Uh, yeah, Rung Ones.
0: Those were a thing. Flyknit Racers. Yep, also him. <laughs> yeah, now the Kanye effect has become the Travis effect
1: oh i didn't think of okay so for those that don't know i know nothing about travis scott i don't listen to his music call me an old guy i listen to the blues that's all i do but that you put it really well that the Kanye west is the modern travis effect oh
0: yeah the Kanye effect is the travis effect travis put on dunks dunks is a thing travis put on chrome hearts chrome hearts is a thing Mm. chrome hearts never used to be a thing put mcdonald's mcdonald's can become even more of a thing
1: you know what's funny? <laughs> it's like the coronavirus. I think they like stayed open, and this is just helping McDonald's out even more. Yeah. And it does all because of this tastemaker, Travis can Scott.
0: Can I do? Can I do a curbside pickup of a Travi Patty? Probably. Yeah.
1: Wow. I don't. Th- okay. Look, Canada. I don't think we got the release. We did not get the Travi it, Patty. Uh, yeah. I can't I get a Travi Patty. Yeah. But that's that's insane. Yeah. I saw this guy's. I mean, he, he had his own shoes with with Nike. Obviously, the Air Jordan one that everyone knows. He has so um, many shoes with them. Yeah, he has a lot. And then fours, now McDonald's more sixes. Yeah, the fours are nice. The fours are nice. Yeah, I like
0: those. SB's. He's got SB's.
1: Yeah. Oh, one of my. <laughs> let me tell you. You know those SB's? My one of my best friends, his little brother. He actually won the raffle to buy them. Wow. And he has them. I saw them. As someone in textiles, as someone in, you know, um, apparel manufacturing, the labor that goes into that it's shoe... It's impressive.
0: It is impressive. ...is amazing.
1: There are a lot of panels. Yeah. There are a lot of different materials that need to be cut, too. If you own that shoe, it is actually... Amazing that they were able to sell it at that price. Oh I yeah. can tell you they probably didn't even make that much money. Yeah. I am fully being honest, I know people are gonna be like, well, you know, they offshore blah blah blah. After all the freight, after all the taxes, duties, import, all this stuff, I really think they make close to nothing on that shoe. And it's purely an activation product. Absolutely. The they aspect.
0: have they have so much wastage with all that the different fabric panels. Yeah. Right? So a al- Honestly, um, I've seen some invoices for like some products going out, like very hot products, and you're totally right. Some of these releases, um, especially these activation products, they get zero, um, zero margin. So, as a retailer, you make zero dollars selling these things.
1: That's something to put in pers- into perspective. Uh, and I think we're going to talk about this um, as the pod- podcast grows is really the economics of everything. And don't just think because you see Nike drop a shoe that, oh my gosh, they're, they're charging me an arm and a leg. When you start to understand production and you understand how it works, then you'll see, okay, yeah, that shoe's, yeah, they're making a pretty good margin on that. But this shoe, oh, they're making close to nothing. Yeah. And, and this Travis effect, too, I see it a lot um, with clothing. That's what I'm seeing the most on Instagram. It's with clothing and sneakers. Another thing that I'm trying to think of right now is who in the watch world is starting to, you know, curve the game or like, you know, who's the tastemaker in the watch world right now?
0: John Mayer is the tastemaker. That's a tastemaker.
1: OK, dive into it. Why would you pick him?
0: Because every time he did a talking watches, the watches he had went up in value.
1: Ah, like that Daytona, the green dial? The
0: the green and blue. No one wanted them, and then suddenly everyone wanted them, right? AP Concepts, no one knew them. They thought they were too expensive. He has two, I think. And, oh my god, we keep him more of a thing.
1: That is true. That is true. The, uh,
0: the Army Patek um, Aquanaut. When he was oh, yeah. flexing the straps. Those went up. Everyone wants them now.
1: Yeah,
0: I think John Mayer's a modern day tastemaker for watches. And. Obviously Travis as well. Because Travis is Travis. And he anything he wears becomes gold. Literally. Um, you know what? Okay. Gold on Travis. And the Travis effect. I'm going to put these together. Have you ever walked around. Maybe this is only a Toronto thing, but you see like pretty young people have like gold chains, diamond grills.
1: I've seen the chains. I don't see grills as often as I used to growing up.
0: I swear, I've seen like, maybe I'm profiling or like seeing like, just assuming age, but like 15 year olds with diamond teeth caps. Why? How? How?
1: That's the Travis effect? That's the effect this guy has on, on style and taste?
0: Yeah, like, okay. The point I'm trying to make here is, like, if you're, like, 14, 15, right? And you want to get grills and a gold chain? How? Or you want to get the, uh, the chrome art denim he wears that retail f- anywhere from 2000 to $9,000? How? Right? Like... How does this become a thing? And how am I seeing it, right? Okay, um, wealthy parents is potentially a thing. That's fine. I I understand that. I'm not going to bash anyone for that, you know. But how it's warping people's perceptions and, like, youth perceptions of what is normal and, you know, one, achievable, two, acceptable is really frightening.
1: Yeah, that's a very dangerous thing. If I grew up in... In a school where everyone had all the gold chains And like all the grails And like they had the coolest stuff I didn't grow up with that I didn't grow I, up with my that My self-esteem would be so low
0: Yeah, and like, okay, like kids Will talk smack about other kids in school, you know Definitely And if the the disparity between, you know Having in the past when like we were in school Okay, a polo polo A you know, Ralph Lauren polo yeah. And like a no-name brand polo the disparity yeah. between that is what 80 bucks right tops what's the disparity between you have a literal gold gold chain and no gold chain right thousands of dollars and in the same age group right at you're 14 to 18 years old
1: I guess that's the downside of this Travis effect is that kids are gonna do this and kids that want it well what's the extent that they want it as are they gonna go down a road you know, are they to going make to make some, some the fast wrong money to do? Right? Exactly. Exactly. You, you bring up that point. Yeah. That is frightening. Super frightening. Sure. That is frightening.
0: Kids, if you're listening, I understand that I'm wearing what is a Travis Scott watch. Just don't buy one. Don't go out and be like, I need to get this. Like, mom and dad, for my graduation present, get me a Royal Oak. Don't do it. Because it's beautiful, but it's not a must. At the end of the day, it's, this is like a piece of jewelry.
1: I think it's very important if kids are listening to this, if anyone is, don't always look at things face value and and you know right what's right on the surface. Things are more complicated than that. Um, you know, I think a lot of it is you're being strategic with your money and you're finding out where you can spend it, where you can save it, and how you get up to that point. I'll tell you personally, I I didn't work my, I I didn't, I wasn't fortunate to buy you know a, a Rolex at this age. You know right away it was actually in total it was about a two and a half year process of the time i walked into the first ad until the time i actually picked it up so this stuff whether it's fashion sneakers or watches please 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 be careful with your money uh never you know what i call you know wear a credit rolex or a credit watch or wear credit clothing should be able to actually afford these things um before you you know throw down on it yeah so that it's a big disclaimer i'm really glad you brought this up and be conscientious
0: even even if you are wearing say a credit rolex or credit clothing if you're gonna do that go buy a submariner or something because i want you to be able to flip that in a week and be like okay i need money okay i'm gonna flip it you know if you're gonna do something like that do it smartly at least
1: And if you are an entrepreneur and you want to get into the reselling game, whether it be sneakers or for watches, take that advice from Darius, right? Be strategic with your move. Don't buy a, a 41 Datejust and think you can flip it for you know, X amount of dollars. No, if you're strategic, you, you listen to this podcast and you do your own research, okay, we see that Rolex Submariners are the hottest thing. Number one, can I get my hands on it? And then number two is, okay, if I have it on credit, what am I paying? You know, Calculate all of that. Make sure you can afford to flip it, make a few bucks afterwards. Or That's very be, willing, Thank to you. Flip Thank you for
0: be willing to flip it, be willing to flip it. A lot of people get attached to what they have and then they just don't end up flipping it, and it gets it digs them into a giant hole
1: i'm okay come there's a rainy day i'm saying bye to this explorer i'm saying bye to this uh 58 but let's just hope i don't get there
0: yeah me too me too um anyone who knows me and uh is like he's never gonna flip it. it's like if that day comes watch
1: just watch that just watch, just go. watch.
0: it's gonna be gone <laughs> so fast um, but back to tastemakers, it's like I just can't wrap my head around, you know, one how powerful it is, like affecting mm-hmm. literal children, and mm-hmm. two, like how prevalent it is, like it's super prevalent. Um, I have come across people don't speak a lick of English, right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they 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 talk to me. Somehow, um, like they try to get it across that, like, oh yeah, this is like the Travis shoe. It's like, how you what? <laughs> like, where did you find Travis Scott? One or even like unknown influencers to us in very Western centric media, they're huge. Like in Asia, people like Jackson Wang are huge influencers, like Chris Wu are huge influencers. Yeah, J. huge influencers, you know? And these people who are trying to bridge the gap from, like, Eastern, or like, very Southeastern, Eastern media into, like, Western media is, like, the first person who can do that very successfully, wow, like, that's going to be the mega-influencer in the world.
1: I did not know that Travis Scott had influence outside of the Western world. It's huge. This this astral world is real. Astral like,
0: world this? is real. It's called Earth. But he I don't huh. think I don't think he's broken it into like a point where he is like, say, we chattable. If he does, or if anyone does get to that point, I want to own everything they want they own, but before they own it.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to go I up. Was, I was tempted, and this is where the regrettable decisions, maybe like your Kanye, I was tempted to to pick up a few pieces from the whole McDonald's collab. Because I looked at it, I'm like, hey, they're, they're selling denim. But again, because I'm a little smarter, and I'd like to think I'm a little smarter now, um, I didn't pick anything up. But you're right. If this person becomes a household name worldwide, you better grab that stuff first. Whoever has a Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 high... You better hold on to that.
0: You better hold on to that. Oh, my God. It comes back to me every time someone mentions, like, holding a high. I remember. Do you remember when the Off-White, the 10 collection came out? Yes. Do you remember how much people were flipping the uh, Georgian ones for, the Chicago's?
1: Chicago's, I think they're probably going for, a, was it 1500 to $2,000, was it? About
0: 1800 bucks. Okay. Do you know how much they're going for now?
1: Oh, no, I don't. Are they at 10K? A
0: bit 7K. Wow. Oh, my God. Or, like, okay, less extreme because the Chicago's are pretty extreme. Okay, the 10 original. Um,
1: the Air Force One?
0: Not Air Force Ones. The, um, the, 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 the Racers, not the Racers. Zoom Flies. I think it's called the Zoom Fly. But, you know, there's one of the, race, the running shoes. When they came out, they were at retail. You know second secondary market and these are like limited releases right you never expect them to be retail but they're like 50 to 100 bucks over not an amazing gain right now like they were i think 300 400 bucks now they're like 1500 2000 this is some resale knowledge for everyone who's listening if you get your hands on something that is genuinely unique this is john mayer words too. get something that's genuine unique and cool and you think people will like hold on to it because people will probably find it again travis is going to wear that his stylist is going to get their hands on that thing and he's going to wear it and then you're going to flip it
1: what are we seeing on the wrist of travis scott right now
0: he wears a lot of automars um fully fully diamond he wears a lot of um richard mill obviously a lot of paddock paddock
1: okay wow
0: yeah that's what he wears According to John Mayer, he also wears a lot of like big boy watches, quote unquote, with leather straps, like minute repeaters.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
0: That's pretty sick.
1: This guy's got, this guy has class. I need to read more about him then.
0: Yeah, he's got some class. He's got some he's got some stuff. Also, if okay, if you're a young person who has a watch and they want to get it iced out, I implore you don't ice it out. Please don't.
1: No, please don't. Please oh, don't.
0: Please don't. Please don't do it. If you do it. If you do it. Find someone who is the most legit person on the planet Earth, because you want your diamonds to be real, one, two, nice, three, set well in your watch. If they're not, it's no good. Just, just throw it out, man.
1: Darius, do you do you have a plug for do you diamonds? Have a future no sponsor. I do not. I do not. <laughs> I do not.
0: Um, I don't know. We can we can shout out some of the uh, the the big names. Ben Baller, get at me. You know, I I I'll, I'll shout you out, Ben Baller.
1: Um, oh, Ben Baller is amazing.
0: Oh, he's a character. He's a great character. <laughs> There's the Ben Baller effect. He's been trading uh, playing cards, like baseball cards and basketball cards.
1: Yeah, springboard off of that, Josh Luber of StockX just left the company. That's oh. a little controversial. I won't, I won't dive into it, but wow. he just left the company. And he was spearheading that whole trading cards um, area within StockX. Wow. That's apparently going to be the new thing. So we're not going to dive into that. Let's get back to the to that John Mayer character. I will admit, I love John Mayer. little biased. <laughs> that guy is amazing. I am very biased um a lot of my tastes came from that first talking watches a lot of the ethos came from that first talking watches um and even some of the styling um that whole visvum capital stuff i love it i own nothing from Visvum, i own nothing from capital but i appreciated it because of the way he styled it and it looked really cool so i am very biased people that know me personally know that um I'm a huge John Mayer fan. I've seen him live about four times now. And you know what? The first time I saw him live, it was at the Molson Amphitheater, or they call it something else now. From my view, I spotted his AP Royal Oak Rose Gold. I think it's an ultra thin. He has a on. I spotted that from all the way in the back. I saw it shimmering in the light, and I I turned over to my girlfriend. I'm like, Look, he's wearing an AP Royal. And she's like,
0: Why are you at a concert?
1: I'm like, This is amazing. Because you know why? It's the closest I'll ever get to that watch. Another one I saw on tour was his uh, concept. The white one. I saw, yeah. So sick. I saw it from the from the case and then the rubber strap, uh, rubber, yeah, rubber strap. I'm just like, holy crap! Here I go again. Beyond the music, I'm like, this is the closest I'll get to an AP uh, Royal Look concept.
0: Those are sick. You got you you're you're a victim of the John Mayer effect.
1: I am, yeah. We'll have it on record right now. I am a victim of the John Mayer effect. <laughs>
0: You need to try. You need to try AP Concept. I've got to try, um, two of them. Amazing, so cool.
1: That makes me excited. That makes me feel like the Elon Musk of and in, in the Tesla of watches.
0: You think so? I think I would say that's more Richard Mill because like he's more controversial.
1: Ooh, is, is Elon that controversial? He's pretty caught Besides con- smoking a blunt with uh, not blunt, but uh, smoking weed with uh, Joe, Joe Rogan.
0: Well, Elon tweeted saying that his stock is overvalued and then he <laughs> just yolo'd and then his stock plummeted
1: that's a good point that's a good you know, point that,
0: that that takes some gut to do um i think ap is porsche who has oh. made the ev after lots of groundbreaking by mr musk
1: um so for those listening In the watch industry or watch world, we we have something called the Holy Trinity. And this is what Darius brought up earlier. You have AP, you have Patek Philippe, and you have Vacheron Constantin. And they have been in the game for over 100 years. Lots, many years. If AP is Porsche, where does Patek and where does Vacheron stand?
0: All right. All right. Patek? I want to know. Patek is Rolls Royce. Okay, the Porsche, Okay, AP is only Porsche in this example, in this metaphor. Otherwise, AP is Lamborghini.
1: So you said that Tech is Rolls-Royce. Classic.
0: Classic. Doesn't need much. Doesn't need much, but incredibly opulent. Vacheron. Vacheron's a difficult to place, but...
1: Yeah, I don't know where to place them.
0: I might place Vacheron somewhere like... I want to say Ferrari, but Ferrari recently has been sort of um controversial as well. I want to say like Aston Martin or or Bentley. Um
1: be- See that's what I thought when you were thinking I was like, are they a Bentley? I think
0: they're they Bentley because it's very like they don't take huge risks, but they're always very classic. I don't think I don't can't think of a Bentley that go- makes me go why did they make that
1: that's true i mean the only thing the only thing when i see it on the streets um of where nearby where we live um i'm like oh that's a bentley but i'm not like oh that's a bentley blah, blah, blah. like if i see an overseas or if i see a vc uh on my instagram I'm like oh sh- uh that's that's a Vacheron constantin nice i'll scroll past it yeah
0: but you see like a Patek and you're like damn yeah i stop. and then ap you're <laughs> like it like shouts at your face and tries to rip it off um, because it's AP and it's very shiny. Um,
1: that's AP. What I do is I stop and I zoom in. <laughs> you're like, a fact. you're like,
0: what is that? But that's that's Lamborghini for you. You're like, you stop and you're like, wait, right there you go, Lamborghini. We got Rolls Royce and Bentley.
1: For uh, and I hope that analogy makes sense because there, I think there are some listeners here that are just like they're hearing these names. For the first time. And I hope that puts some oh, pr- yeah. perspective. All right, Darius. So I am a victim of the John Mayer effect. Why is that good for me? Why is that bad for me?
0: Because you, you get to wear Vizwam all the time.
1: <laughs> I wish. But, but I like the in,
0: in the dream of what it is, right? Yes. You get to wear visum all the time.
1: And I get to wear acronym
0: all the time. You don't even need to go buy acronym.
1: No. Aerosene will send it over. Exactly.
0: You can go to the shoots and be like, yo, what's up? Right? You can wear acronym and visum. You can be waterproof in your tech city. (laughs) And then you can go out to the ranch at the same time. Beautiful. Right? I
1: love that. That is what I want.
0: You got both sides. Yeah. And it's like, it's authentic for both sides. It's not like trying to be anything. It's just like, this is what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. You're adapting to your environment.
0: Exactly. Very acronym. All conditions gear for that one.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's actually funny enough. Um, that's how I got into ACG. I got an ACG because of John Mayer. Oh, my God. Ailsen. It happened? <laughs> it happened. It's already it already happened. happened. <laughs> it already happened. I only got into ACG because of that gentleman.
0: Because of John Mayer. Yeah. Did you see him wearing like the Vapor Maxes? It's like, oh, I need those now.
1: Oh, I w- oh, trust me. When I saw that, like, uh, the marketing campaign where they had like the, the ninja and like the cowboy, I'm just like, dad, I want to do that. Sold. So, I never copped that shoe. You're like, I need it. But I was sold on that. That concept, I was sold on it. So because of that, and I picked that up, I copped two pairs of the acronym Presto mids. All oh, those are nice. Um, Both
0: releases? Or the second release? The,
1: no, the second release. I, I wasn't smart enough um to be looking at sneakers for the first release. R- great colors. But the second release, I picked it up in that Volt neon and, and pink white one? colorway, as well as the black and gray. But I never picked up the pink one. I cannot rock that. Oh, I want the pink one.
0: I want the that pink one so me. bad.
1: But yes, you're right. I fell into that. Um, And then I got... Heavily intrigued into robes, uh, but I don't have any. I don't Yet. have any from <laughs> Capital. Or I want.
0: Visvum, hit him up.
1: Yes, please. Hiroshi. Sponsor this podcast. Hiroshi, come Hiroshi. through. I, I'd love for you to be on this podcast. But I did pick up something similar from Muji. Um, it was significantly less. Um, gets the job done. And is super, super comfy and super warm. Yeah, so that's yeah. I I'm a big, so that's the good stuff, is that I can have all these split personalities. But what's the bad effect? The bad of effect, tastemakers, and this kind of John Mayer effect.
0: Oh, because then you're gonna one day buy a Visum robe, and you're gonna be
1: like, why do I have a three thousand dollar robe? <laughs> <laughs> so will I feel that way with the Daytona's? Really?
0: No, because then you can be like, I don't need a Daytona right now. I'm gonna sell it off for like. An absurd amount of money. Okay. Immediately. I
1: about a rainbow Daytona? Same thing. I only thing. like that watch because of him. I, I love that watch because it's obnoxious and ridiculous. Uh, like, I mean, John Mayer said it himself in Talking Watch Number 2. He's just like, sometimes I am the guy that is wearing a rainbow Daytona.
0: Absolutely. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Because sometimes you want to be the guy that has, you know, a rainbow on his wrist.
1: I think uh post Malone has that watch too. A lot of it. I saw it on like the watch it. spotting uh Instagram that I've seen that pop up a few times.
0: Post Malone has a awesome collection. He has a
1: Patek uh collection, eh?
0: He has a Patek collection, he has a ritual collection. He's got he's got some big boy watches. He's got real big boy watches.
1: Post Malone, come on the show.
0: Post Malone, come on the Let's... show. Let me play with your RM turbions. Those are incredibly <laughs> rare.
1: Let's play some music. Post Malone. I, I, I've been playing guitar for over 10 years. We, we got we to do this. So while, while Darius plays with your with, with watches and we, we take some nice photos of them, then let's jam. That'd be amazing.
0: When you see something you like, right? I, w- I want to direct this to more like youthful people or like people who are like just starting into their hobbies and trying to find themselves. When you find that thing that you're into, ask why. Why are you into it? um and why you started getting into things and why that appeals to you and why you want to achieve that certain thing so if you want to get into like say acronym um or tech wear things and like very technically advanced advanced um clothing why is it interesting you know do you have an aesthetic in mind for it do you have a penchant for like the tech that goes into it, the research that goes into it and or like the materials you know why and learn everything you can about it that's that's what makes a hobby fun and that's what makes it it turns it from like just a lust for something into like a hobby and desire and like a an appreciation aside from a lust
1: it can, that's stu- the key. It can still said, be a lust you said it right there you said it right there appreciation if you don't do your homework you don't find out why you really want this thing when you get it um, you're gonna have some sort of regret. And you will end up saying, why did I spend $3,000 on a VisBum rope? But if you dive into the aesthetics, you dive into the designer, you dive into the history, you dive, dive into the fabrics, how it's being dyed, you know, all this stuff. When you grab it, you will actually cherish that garment. And that's the difference between hype and actually doing your research um, and purchasing something uh, with a little more context and being informed. That's, you bring up such a great point. That is what separates a hobby from just, you know, something that you see on the internet and that you want, just a normal desire.
0: Do your homework on absolutely everything and learn all that you can about it. I mean, I'm trying to, I am I really want one day to have a 911, so I'm learning everything about 911s. <laughs> that, <laughs>
1: Which one are you looking at?
0: I want a 991.2 um, GT3. So that would be the last generation, the just past generation, 911 with the facelift in the GT3 spec. I would want it as a um, PDK, so a dual clutch automatic. Reason why, um, a lot of people are like, oh, you should get the manual because it's a more dynamic drive. The argument there is that the GT3 is so fast that you should get the PDK because it's just faster and it's a better track vehicle. And also because driving manuals somewhat of a of a uh, chore sometimes. Um, that's just it. I just sometimes you're just lazy.
1: For the listeners out there, I I, I want you to know something um, personally for me. Why I enjoy the conversations I have with Darius and why he's really you know the person that we're starting the podcast with and hopefully reoccurring as well. And to springboard this into something larger is. Darius is very much uh in the now. He wants a modern 911. He is purchasing, you know, these modern timepieces like uh like his um Royal Oak Chrono, okay? Me, I'm a vintage I'm a vintage guy. I like old things. I like old 911s, 914s and stuff like that, right? I like that aesthetic and I love old watches. It's a I'm duality old. And that's why it works. Right. It's it works because it is the duality and it is um that.
0: It's a duality and it's like a great it's a great chemistry between the it's like I got the now, I got the Travis Scott effect, and you got the John Mayer yeah. effect with the And blues. I got the
1: John Mayer effect. Exactly. And this is some. This is a dynamic we will, we really want to bring you because we can cover the stuff that's contemporary, and that's where Darius is going to be really great at it. And then if you're into vintage things and you want to know more about you know older reference models, that's hopefully where we can, where I can come in and I can educate you and things that you should look out for. Um, this is a very very exciting thing. Uh, for those listening, the first one, I just want to say thank you. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Um, uh, everything that, you know, has happened at this point with Springs and Thread, I'm very fortunate about even meeting, you know, Darius and in, in doing this. We really want to provide everyone listening with useful information and information that you can take with you to dive even deeper. I think as well, if you are looking for a watch and you have something specific in mind, please reach out to Darius. What's your Instagram plugin?
0: Dar.ig. Very easy to remember. Very easy to to find, just ask, um, I'll probably I, I try to respond all the time. Um, if I don't, just yell at me some more and I'll get to you. The closing, the closing point we're gonna have here is if you believe the hype, that's fine. Just research what's behind the hype really, really well.
1: This will be posted onto the website and there is a comment section. So please, if there's anything that you wanna add or things that you wanna see covered, or maybe we didn't answer it, more than happy to, to address those in a future podcast um, but that is it for tonight uh, thank you so much Darius for, for jumping on for those of us we are recording this past midnight right now it's amazing so. no thank you <laughs> so thank you Darius alright bye bye right, take care everyone